Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Discover more about our wondrous, world-class city at the Chicago Architecture Center now open and adhering to public health safety standards. Plan your staycation exploring two floors of awe-inspiring exhibits. From our interactive city models to skyscrapers that change the world. And learn about the fascinating stories behind the fabulous facades. Book your tickets today at architecture.org. The stories of the city begin at the CAC. Hey, college students, are you looking for a way to get ahead this summer? Northwestern University is offering hundreds of undergrad courses online this summer. Choose an intensive sequence in learning. Registration is open now. Visit northwestern.edu slash summer for details. That's correct. Your Ben Jarofsky Show for Wednesday, July 8th is moments away. But before we do this, let's thank the following unions for sponsoring this program. Unions like the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local 9. That's correct. The International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 150. That's correct. And of course, today's Ben Jarofsky Show is brought to you by our dear friends at the Chicago Federation of Labor. Yay for our teachers! <laughs> Yay for our teachers! Uh, <laughs> Read the Chicago Reader to get up to speed on what's what in Chicago. Culture, food, arts and entertainment, weekly concert listings, weekly event listings, the environment, travel. I can continue, but you get the point. And for all of you Chicago political junkies, raw weekly columns on real city politics from Maya Dukmasova and our very own Ben Jarofsky. The Chicago Reader, free to the public in newsstands throughout the city and online at chicagoreader.com. Read it now and be a more informed Chicagoan. Ben Jarofsky, your song of the day comes from our good friend Pat Rod. The man who owns the one Ben Jarofsky Show t-shirt in the nation. Uh, no, I know. I, the one and only Ben Jarofsky Show We should show own shirt. some. That's what I'm saying. Yes. I think a give yourself a raise, take it out of petty cash shirt would be incredible. Yeah. Hey, there's a song uh, for Michael Girardi. Take it out of petty, petty cash. Wow. Whoa. Michael Girardi, what, are you working? Ooh. Hey, clock out. Make that song. <laughs> All right. Uh, all right. Song of the day. I'm right. so nervous. Your song of the day comes from Pat Rod, and he uh-huh. says, ask Ben if he knows The Night Chicago Died. Yeah, I remember that song, The all Night right. Chicago, but I can't. I remember it was a like a like a quirky hit in the, uh, the a novel hit or whatever they call it in the 70s. Uh, so I'm just going to sing my rendition of it. Uh, I'm going to like mix two songs, The Night Chicago Died with The Night They Drove All Old Dixie Down. Okay. The Night Chicago Died, and all the band was singing, The Night, whoa, gene, yeah. Virgil Kane is my name, and I ran for mayor of Chicago. Boom. I like it. That was good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the Ben Jarofsky Show starts now. Woo! 
No disco dancing in the attic. It is Wednesday, July 8th, and live from Ben's attic, this is The Ben Jarofsky Show. Today on the program, it's the return of legendary Chicago journalist, the man, the myth, the legend, Monroe Anderson. And now your host. No, he's not wearing roller skates. <laughs> Chicago Reader columnist Ben Jarofsky. Hello, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this Trump Ghosters Wednesday. And here's why. Because Trump's getting ghosted, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Newspapers filled with stories about Mary Trump's new tell-all book about her Uncle Donnie. Oh, it's the big payback for Mary Trump. In fact, if they were to turn her book into a movie, D., James Brown would sing the title song. The big payback. Yeah. All right. Take him to the bridge. Jump back. Kiss myself two times. That's because she's getting some big time revenge, and I don't blame her all for all the dirty dealing of that dastardly Donald Trump. Ooh, alliteration. Oh, yeah. And I just rattled that one. The dirty deal. Dastardly Donnie Trump. How crazy would that be to have your uncle as uh, Donald Trump? I just got Uncle Eldon. (laughs) Now, come on, little Denny. I forgot about Uncle Eldon. Hey, Bruce ran right that bad. Come on, Denny. No, what was it, Uncle? There was, Uncle Eldon gave us some advice that we, didn't we follow some advice from Uncle Eldon? Uh, if you're scared, go to church. No, that's your dad. Oh, and it's my dad. All right. Anyway, if you recall, uh, the Trump family <laughs> lawyers tried to block. Eating ain't cheating. No, that was Monroe Anderson. No, that's Monroe. Uh, <laughs> Monroe Anderson will be here. Let's see uh, if he still believes that. Eating ain't cheating. Anyway, uh, if you recall, uh, the Trump family lawyers tried to block Mary Trump from publishing the book on the grounds that she had signed a non-disclosure agreement, I don't know, a couple decades ago. Uh, and uh, that non-disclosure agreement grew out of a lawsuit following this, folks, that Mary Trump had filed against her uncles and aunts, uh, Uncle Donnie included, after she said they tried to fleece her out of her share of Grandpa Fred's estate. Grandpa Fred, D, okay? Do you have a grandpa named Fred? No, I had a grandpa named Joe. Oh, all right. Well, Grandpa Fred and is Freddie Trump, Fred Trump. I had right. a dog named Fred. There's a song. Dog named Sue or something? Anyway, anyway, focus, Ben, focus. Boy named Sue. Oh, boy named Sue, thank you. Uh, Something you should know about the Trumps, it's been all downhill for that clan since Grandpa Fred died. Uh, Grandpa Fred made a fortune. That's Fred Trump, Donald Trump's father. Follow me in this, folks. There'll be a quiz afterwards. Uh, Grandpa Fred made a fortune building houses in New York City, but he treated his kids like crap. He mocked them. He taunted them. He teased them. He cruelly played one kid against another till they all freaked out and lost their minds. No wonder Donald Trump is a loony tune. America, you have to ask yourself again, why did you elect this loony tune as your president? Anyway. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> okay, thank you for that clarification, young Donald. Anyway, Mary Trump, Donald's niece, tells it all in this book. And boy, oh boy, does she let her rip. It's a book that Simon & Schuster is rushing to bookstores after a judge ruled that Trump's family couldn't block its publication. But before you get to see it, Simon & Schuster is not dumb, D, okay? They may have been born at night, but it wasn't last night. Oh, I think that's what my Uncle Eldon said. Yeah, I think that's what I'm saying. I was born at night, but not last night. I think that was an Uncle Eldon line. Yeah, Simon & Schuster. I could just see them convening all the brains in Simon & Schuster. All right, how are we going to do this? This is what we're going to do. We're going to leak 
selective copies of the book. We're going to leak copies of the book to selectively chosen reporters. Oh, yeah, good idea. And so they write articles, filling the pages with all the details, the big details about the story. Get everybody fired up so when they come to the bookstore, you rush and you buy them up. Smart move. Thus, I've been reading articles all day with lines like this from the New York Times. Uh, the, the allegations have been thrust into the spotlight with the publication of Mrs. Trump's memoir, a copy of which the New York Times attained on Tuesday. Or this one, and my beloved bright one, home delivered every day, Sun-Times, Lynn Sweet. In a copy of the book obtained by the Chicago Sun-Times, and this one from the Ben Jarofsky Show. In a copy of the book obtained by the Ben Jarofsky Show. Nah, dang, we didn't get the book. Yeah, I know. I was expecting that. Okay, Simon and Schuster. I've been waiting in the mail. <laughs> what are we? Chop liver? Huh? I'm what looking at you, Simon. Yeah, come on, Schuster. We want our book, too. Bastard. Oh, money. D, I tell you what, when we get a million, they're all going to be sending us books, okay? Well, books flying through the windows. Here, Ben, well, here's an exclusive copy to the Ben Jarofsky Show. By the way, we're almost there because the Ben Jarofsky Show, now over 500,000 downloads. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> by the way, I shouldn't feel so bad. Apparently, the Chicago Tribune did not get an exclusive copy of the book, D. Nope, nope. I, I, like I said, three newspapers a day. So when I read, I was like, where's the Tribune's? Every, every other uh, Mary Trump story is on page one. Tribune stories on page nine, as in number nine. Uh, and it turns out to be a reprint of the story that's in the New York Times. So obviously the Tribune didn't get its own. Exclusive. Don't feel bad, Trib. I didn't get one either. Now, it's, Rumor has it John Cass got one, and he just <laughs> grabbed it and ran home with it. He's trying to bury He loves Trump. I love this book. I, no, no, no. This book's terrible. This book, this is diabolical. I have to bury this book, so no one will read it. Shout out to Claire. Joe Rogan got the book. <laughs> Joe Rogan. It's crazy. It's crazy, this book. Claire, that's excellent. Yeah, Joe Rogan got the book, Simon & Schuster, but what about us? We're like baby Rogan, okay? <laughs> Joe Rogan got the book. That was so true. Uh, did Jimmy Dore get a book? Oh, more than likely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do your Jimmy Dore invitation. Ah, Jimmy Dore show. <laughs> Welcome to Jimmy Dore show. That's not, I guess that's Jimmy Dore. Yeah, no, that's very good. Anyway, we didn't get the book. Tribune didn't get the book. And Tribune, by the way, I noticed this in the Tribune's account. They did, Like I said, they put the New York Times story in. Guess what part they left out? In an exclusive copy obtained by the New York Times. You didn't put that in there new tribune you took out the part where the new york times got the exclusive copy come on tribune just own up to it you didn't get the book either you're just like the ben jarofsky show next thing you know the tribune will be producing a newspaper from my attic overlooking the alley and the porta potty anyway it's not so bad trib i feel your pain all right uh, but anyway back to mary trump's uh, mary trump's book uh, a copy which was not obtained by the ben jarofsky show but was obtained by joe rogan my favorite part. He's very upset about that, listeners, by the way. He didn't get that book. He was waiting in the mail. Oh, today's the day. I'm going to get that book. Yeah, D. Uh. Every day this week. D, any day now, I'm going to get that book. Ring, ring. Oh, wait. There's the doorbell. D, D, D. It's the book. Nope. Didn't happen. 
Instead, I got, hmm, no, didn't get any book. All right, anyway, my favorite part, hands down, of Mary Trump's book, and I know this because I've read three different newspaper accounts about the book, have not seen the book itself. No, it's not the fact that Donald Trump is a compulsive liar, liar or that he's a psychopath or that he comes from a dysfunctional bunch of lunatics. No, no, by far, my favorite part is this one. And I will now read it from the Chicago Sun-Times. Lynn Sweet, who got a copy of the book. Wait, are we about to have another edition of Battle of the Headlines? Well, we will. But first, let me read my favorite part. Of, oh, sorry. Okay, we'll get to Jump that. Jump the gun. Yeah, Jump, Jump the, the gun. gun. Okay, calm down. Uh, my favorite part of the book, in a copy of the book obtained by the Chicago Sun-Times, but not the Ben Jarofsky show. Oh, Mary- boy, guys, he <laughs> is a salty one. Mary Trump said when Donald Trump wanted to transfer from Fordham University to the Bronx uh, to Wharton, which is a very exclusive school, uh, he worried his grade point average was too low to get in, so he asked, quote, Joe Shapiro, a smart kid with a reputation for being a good test taker, to take his SATs for him, end of quote. Now, I think my favorite part of the book is right there, that Donald Trump was too dumb to get into Wharton without Joe Shapiro taking his SAT for him. Well, after all. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> it's fairly... I hope Joe Shapiro is. Is he? I wonder if he's turning to Joe Shapiro for advice on COVID nineteen. Joe, you got me in the college. Can you help me out with this? Just don't turn into Ben Shapiro. Now, I just yeah, that's a good one. Yes, uh, come on, really, uh, really, guys, really, uh, I, really, <laughs> really, really, guys, really. By the way, do you think Ben Shapiro got his own copy, exclusive copy of the book? I just wonder. Coming up, we're going to talk about that book. But first, do you need bed chains? <laughs> Really, guys? Really? Democrats, come on, really? Uh, what about old boy, uh, you know, the nutcase? Do you think he got a copy of the book? Alex Jones? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we got the book. You know Alex Jones got a copy of the book? I want my ass with it. <laughs> but we didn't get one. Damn Simon and Schuster. And damn you, China. Uh, <laughs> we'll be right back. Anyway, my question about Joe Shapiro was, hey, Joe Shapiro, where were you when I was in high school? I could have used a little help with that SAT. Huh, D? Oh, man, SAT is no joke. You take it? Did oh, you take that? I took the ACT. Oh, God. They're, I did awful. <laughs> they're both. I took them both. Let me tell you something. They, I sucked at each one. That's correct. Oh, Christ, I'm bored. I'll just start answering D, E. I'll just put on a C in there every now and then. There you go. I'm done. I'm hungry. <laughs> That was me, like, 20 minutes into it. Oh, I'm hungry. Yeah, we all could have used Joe Shapiro back in the day. All right? Anyway. Uh, by the way, yes, you mentioned it's time for a favorite game of headline battles. Uh, it's called Battle of the Headlines. Oh. <laughs> Let me do the intro. Shapiro would have got it right. Yes, he would. Oh, guys, come on. Really? Really, guys? Really? Really, guys? Uh, <laughs> Battle of the Headlines. Lines, lines. All right, so which one do you want first? The Sun-Times? Uh, let's the... go with the Tribune. I'm a right. big fan of the Tribune headlines, by the way. Right to the point. Sun-Times, I got to say, uh, you know, oftentimes you get a little punny. Chicago pun times. Get yourself into a little corner there. But anyway. All right, here we go. So, <clears throat> hold on. Hmm. <clears throat> Did you make the water today? It's delicious. Yes, I made the water. I'm Jesus. <laughs> okay. Here we, oh, are you running for president? All right, here we go. <clears throat> this is the headline from today's Chicago Tribune, which did not 
obtain an exclusive copy of the book. It's okay, Trim. I feel your pain. Quote, Nice, colon, Trump embraces cheating as a way of life. One more time. Nice, colon, Trump embraces cheating as a way of life. Battle of the headlines. <laughs> all right, that's the tribunals, all right? I like it. All right, to my... the point, I know exactly what I'm going to get into when I see that headline. Uh, yeah, and they took that one. They thought uh, that was the most important thing, okay? That, that he embraces cheating as a way of life. Whereas I fixated on one particular aspect of the cheating, the getting Joe Shapiro to take the test for him, mainly because I'm like, where were you when I needed you, Shapiro? Could have used a Joe Shapiro back in the 1970s at Evanston High School. All right, here we go. Hold on, D. Got to get to it. The Sun-Times headline. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Let's hear the Sun-Times headline. Here is the Sun-Times headline. <clears throat> Nothing nice to say. Oh, good. In her new book, Mary Trump says, Uncle Donald, <laughs> Uncle Donald, <laughs> Uncle Donald may have learned, may have learning disability cheated to get into prestigious schools. Nothing nice to say is the big headline, and that's the subhead. Dennis, who wins the battle of the headline line line? Lines? Well, if you listen close, uh, you can hear the Chicago Sun-Times jumping a shark. <laughs> Guys, you got, you backed yourself into the pun corner, a little too punny. I'm going nothing. for the Tribune. Yeah, and usually I defend the Sun Times. Mm -hmm. Usually I go down with the Sun Times. I've you know, been reading my beloved Bright One since the 1960s. Okay, Sun Times, you know you have no bigger fan in the city of Chicago than me. But having said that, yeah, I have to agree with Dennis. <laughs> nothing needs to say. When I saw that, I'm like, come on, Bright One. I've been there. Right? That's how comedy goes. You keep going with the puns. I think Second City had that problem, too. They would uh, title all their shows with puns. Then you get backed into a corner and you just get a terrible one. And you're like, <laughs> it's okay. Sometimes the beauty, beautiful thing about it is that tomorrow's a new headline. Okay. Everyone will forget nothing nice to say. Shout out to Jim on the live stream chat. He says, oh, just ask Trump's uh, three wives about cheating. <laughs> Oops. And then Brianna uh, says, <laughs> and one. Jim wins the chat room today. <laughs> uh, boy, your garage must be overflowing with blue Mustangs. <laughs> it's really funny, Brianna. It's not, though. We don't give prizes away. And the part that really gets me, uh, Brianna, is that the blue Mustang, there, was a, there is a blue Mustang, and it's back at the studio at the bright one. You know, and now since I did, since I made fun of their niece headline, they're probably going to lock the door. I go back to get my blue Mustang. Hey, wait, what happened? Like the key doesn't unlock this door. Well, it's a Jimi Hendrix song. Woo, I don't know. The key doesn't unlock this door. Well, red house over. Anyway. <clears throat> uh, so, yes, I'm with Dennis. Dennis, you know, I think you're right. Tribune wins battle. What? Wait, 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 hold on, D. Let's throw the New York Times into the mix. Battle of the headlines. Wow, 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 wow. All right, here's a showdown. So the Tribune right now would win the championship if they can defeat the New York Times. Oh, boy. All right, so. They're uh, really, so really smart over there at the New York Times. Oh, yeah, they're like. Oh. And we are really, really not. <laughs> We're the New York Times. All right, uh, there's actually they have two. Oh, serpents. <laughs> they have two stories. So I'm going to use the headline over the story that the uh, Chicago Tribune ran, okay? So this is a, a headline over the same exact story, although the New York Times story, interesting enough, D, includes this sentence. Uh, too much and never enough, a copy of which was obtained by the New York Times. Okay, Tribune left that part out. Anyway, you ready, D? 
Here's the New York Times headline. President is still a child looking for attention, according to new book. As opposed to niece, Trump embraces cheating as a way of life. So, D, the contest is in your hand. New York Times or Tribune? Oh, um, going with the Tribune. Whoa! Going with the Trib. Ooh. You're welcome, Cass. <laughs> Cass. Cass has got his MAGA hat on, and he's like going through every bookstore in Chicago, buying up copies and burying them. I can't, nobody should read this. My beloved Donald Trump. I love you, Donald. Okay, Cass, you'll get over it. <laughs> anyway, uh, having read all the articles about Mary Trump's book, which shows her uncle to be a cheating fraud, I have come to the conclusion that not one vote will be swayed. The true believers, like the aforementioned Johnny Cass, will follow John Don, Don Trump off a cliff. Johnald Cass, I heard he's changing his name too. <laughs> That's hard to say. John Cass, Don Trump. Do it 10 times, D. Johnald Cass. <laughs> Loves, he loves Donald Trump, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, the true believers will follow Donald Trump off a cliff. Herman Cain, John Cass, all of them. There they go. But I have faith in the rest of you, America. You're too smart to be so dumb. We got a great show today, everybody. There is one man named Monroe Anderson. I was talking to him last night as I was going for my walk through the neighborhood. <laughs> That's me walking through the neighborhood. Oh, boy. I'd hate to walk by you. And then I'm on the phone, so it's I look really weird, folks. I know this. You guys just picture me walking through the neighborhood with my cell phone in my hand, obsessively talking to Monroe Anderson about Donald Trump. It's like we do the show like three or four times a week. Monroe Anderson and Ben Jarofsky on phone talking about Donald Trump. Anyway, uh, so he was so fired up. He had been watching uh, Rachel Maddow. Guess what? Guess who else got an exclusive copy of the book, D? Rachel Maddow. I bet Monroe got one, too. <laughs> well, we'll find out. He was just talking about how he, Rachel Maddow was, like, literally reading the book on the air. Oh, here's oh, my favorite part. There we go. Let's <laughs> go to... Meanwhile, John Cass digging up, digging up holes in his backyard... <laughs> Throwing the book in. Oh, bury it, bury it. Let's hope no one sees it. Oh, I love you, Don. I love you, Donald Trump. Anyway, uh, Monroe will be on. <clears throat> and he will be uh, uh, talking about uh, the book. And oh, my goodness, there's a lot to Lincoln Project. You know, I've been waiting for Monroe to talk about the Lincoln Project. I wrote about a, uh, the last week's column or this week's column. I'm obsessed with the Lincoln Project. We'll talk a little Herman Cain. See the dumbest man uh, in America? And then the latest revel revelations about Deutsche Bank. This has to do with Jeffrey Epstein, uh, a mini obsession of mine. I haven't talked about Jeffrey Epstein in a while. Uh, but the Deutsche Bank, it's a very interesting story in today's New York Times, which, by the way, was not in the Sun-Times or the Tribune. Oh, they were so busy covering Mary Trump. Anyway, very interesting revelations about... You know what? I left that story downstairs, D. Oh, awesome. <laughs> At the break, I'm going to have to go get it. Anyway, we have a lot to talk about with Monroe Anderson. Before we do that, young man from Alton, the man they call Dr. Doobie with the news. Hey, guys, what's up? It's just Dennis. <laughs> Let's find out what's happening in Chicago and or Illinois this afternoon. Actually, before we do that, uh, Stephen on the live stream chat, uh, he's uh, he has a wish, a request, okay. if you will. Right. Uh, he says, I wish Ben and Monroe would lean more into their obvious and abiding bromance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Me <man>. too. <laughs> Me too. You're right, Stephen. Hey, you may get your wish today, Stephen. Just 
Yes. Keep it tuned. Keep, Keep it tuned, tuned right yes. here. Yes. Every, I know. Our wives are starting to get a little concerned. Oh, yeah. I've seen it. All right. First up, Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker. And for the record. I'm not a perfect person. <laughs> Today, the governor testified at 11 a.m. before the U.S. House Committee on Homeland Security on examining the national response to the worsening coronavirus pandemic. Among committee members was Representative Lauren Underwood. Mm. We haven't heard from Lauren Underwood in quite some time, Ben. No. She, she came up. Remember when she was candidate Underwood? Yeah, yeah. Candidate <laughs> Underwood was uh, available for more interviews. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, come on. Would you, if you wanted to establish your reputation as a very important person, would you come on this show? Great point. That's correct. <laughs> I'm really serious. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I found audio of the governor uh, from today's press conference, but I decided Wait, not, not to... a press conference. You mean... Oh, yeah this, uh, yeah, this testimony. My apologies. But I decided not to play it. Oh. You know, because I prefer uh, you guys keep listening to today's show. <laughs> Very boring. Oh, come on, man. Ha! <laughs> There's a preview. All right, at 2 p.m., he'll be visiting a mobile testing site at Kohl's Elementary School. And no, that's not an elementary school inside the famous department store Kohl's. This is C-O-L-E-S. I think that's in Wilmette. Is it in Wilmette? Beats me. The store spelled K-O-H-L-S. All right, so we have quite a bit of city news to discuss today. But before we move on to that, Mm -hmm. we have to read your comments on both Ben Jarofsky Show Facebook and Twitter pages. That's right. The question posted to all of you, Governor Pritzker's fair tax initiative, for it or against it? If you've yet to do so. For it. Yeah. Okay. If you've yet to do so, go and give us your response at Benny J Show on both Facebook or Twitter. Or if you're currently listening on the live stream chat, feel free to weigh in on there as well. By the way, today's live stream chat will feature less awkward trolling from that (laughs) tall Ken Chit guy. I got your back, live stream chatters, all right? That was happening quite a bit yesterday. All right, so let's read the responses we have. Once again, a simple question. Pritzker's Fair Tax Initiative will be on the November 3rd ballot. Are you for it or against it? No surprise, really. Literally every single person who weighed in is for it. Yeah! Woo! Now, for those who may have missed yesterday's program, Ben, uh, give us a recap on your thoughts on the Fair Tax Initiative. Well, as everybody knows, J.B. Pritzker's uh, proposal is to raise rates on the uh, wealthiest people in Illinois so that the wealthiest people of Illinois pick up a greater portion of the obligations we have as a state to pay all the things we need to pay. All right. And the broker people like me and Dennis don't pay as much or they don't pay as high a rate. It's only called fairness. So I'm for it. Hence the name fair tax fairness. And yesterday we uh, we did a bit on how the Illinois Chamber of Commerce and other right wingers who hate paying taxes are railed against and making up all kinds of fibs. I call them fibs, D. I didn't call them lies. Fibs uh, about uh, how this was going to raise the tax on middle class people and working people when they just want to don't want to raise the tax on themselves. So that's the story right there. All right, let's go to the Facebook page and read your responses. Uh, a lot of people just put yes, yes, yes. We're not going to read that. The people put comments, so we're going to read those. Shout out to everyone who weighed in. You people are awesome. Tell your friends about the show, all right? Over 500,000 downloads. Let's get a million by August, huh? What do you think about that? You see that thing in the sky? What? That's one million. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, wow. All right. Oh, wow, yeah. (laughs) On to the Facebook page. How about Jeff? Jeff says yes, and then he says they use our resources too. Sometimes their companies get tax breaks, and we have to pay for their use of infrastructure. Absolutely. I'm with you 100 freaking percent. 
Uh, it's particularly the case here in the city of Chicago with the TIF program. I'm with you 100%. They, when, and this was the theme of yesterday's show. When it comes to taking the money from the government, they love it. When it comes to giving the money to the government, um, uh, let Ben and Dennis pick, pick up that, okay? Give it to the weirdo and the bald guy. Or the weirdo and Ben. <laughs> We're both weirdos. Okay, uh, James. James weighed in. Uh, the Fair Tax Initiative. For it, against it. James says, I support it. Uh, but I've been haggling it out on Facebook with opponents who hold a variety of mistaken beliefs. They think uh, the Constitution currently prohibits a tax on retirement income, and this would change that. They also think a referendum is currently required to raise tax rates, and this would change that. The Constitution can be amended retroactively to reduce Tier 1 pensions in contravention of Heaton versus Quinn. The state hasn't taken any action to reduce pension costs. He also says JB is a, quote, wealthy special interest who is trying to bamboozle us. This is what he hears from other people. Mm -hmm. So they're siding with the obvious wealthy special interests urging them to vote no. All right, let me just say this. So much uh, misinformation that that, that gentleman is uh, dealing with. If that's my D, by the way, I pretty much stop doing Facebook. I mean, months ago, I pretty much stopped doing it. Uh, I mean, it's just so much stupid stuff is out there. But anyway, just so you know, anything on the Facebook page is either me, Leah, or our good friend Pat Whalen. <laughs> That's correct. Never yeah. been. <laughs> but this is a referendum to change the Constitution. <laughs> That's what it is. You, the people of Illinois, get to vote on this. So this is a referendum. It's not like JB is changing this on his own. He's asking you, the voters, to approve this change. If if less than 60% vote for it, it fails. The odds are against JB in this one, ladies and gentlemen. I hate to say it. He's trying to save you from yourselves, or more likely, you from the powers that be that want Dennis to pay more in taxes so that they pay less. And so, yes, that's why you get to vote on it in November. I, I don't even, like, why argue with someone on Facebook if, if they're so filled with misinformation? He can't do it because it's against the concept. No, he's changing the, you, he's asking you to change the, D, I quit. That's it, that's it, I'm out. Look for the next Facebook Live uh, performance from Ben coming up very soon. He's going to be singing multiple songs of the day. Oh, God. Big problems become big problems when you let small problems sit. How about Barbara on the Facebook page? She says, of course I support it. People who make more should pay more in taxes. That's the only fair way to do it. You know, of course they won't because they have highly paid tax advisors who will find loopholes for them to take advantage of that. Rats, darn dangling participle. I'm with you 100%. That's the funny thing. They're fighting like hell against it. And as soon as it passes and there's more money for the state, they're going to put their turn right around and put the big paws out to get some of that money, right? And meanwhile, you're absolutely correct. Have the lawyers in the back room. All right, find that tax break for me. You got it. Absolutely. And uh, we'll do one more Facebook comment. This one comes from Keith. Keith says, I think the electorate is far left of a simple progressive income tax. Raising taxes on wealthy income earners is a step in the right direction, but tax breaks for large corporations also require repeal. We should also prosecute corporate tax evasion. Why stop there? Let's build some public banks, create a real wealth index, and print our own currency. We're only scratching the surface of what's possible. Keith for governor. 
I, I'm, Keith, I can't, look out, uh, Pritzker. I, I can't argue with anything he says. But first things first, let's pass uh, the fair tax amendment in November. First things first. Let's pass it. Vote uh, yes. All right. Shout out. We're going to the Twitter page now. Uh, let's see here. Jason posted a meme of a feller with a mustache uh, raising his arms in the air saying, how can you say no? <laughs> Shout out to Claire. She's on the live stream chat. And she also posted on the Twitter page. She put yes, queen. That's a popular thing people say nowadays. Oh, is that, yeah, I wouldn't know since I'm... <laughs> Y-A-S. Yes, queen. I'm going to start saying it. Mm-hmm. Go for it. I'm always like a, a week or two behind <laughs> on anything that's relevant. But, and I go, Ben, uh, that is so May. <laughs> ben, uh, shout out to... Oh, hey, Philip from the Chicago Reader weighed in. Oh, he put a simple all caps, yes. <laughs> Philip, remember when he was on the show, D? Yes, I do. You can download Philip's interview talking all things the albums of the 2010s at both Chicago wow. Sun-Times and Chicago Reader websites and wherever else you download your favorite podcast. What a memory. That was an excellent memory. It was pre-pandemic. Pre- we were back in the studio. Yep, pre-pandemic. Uh, we call those the good old days. Yeah, the good old uh, days. Layla at home. <laughs> oh, Layla, you're singing Layla. Yeah, I'll play the guitar. And now, now here comes Dwayne Allman. <clears throat> anyway, go back. You know Layla's parents were huge fans of Derek and the Dominoes. You know that, D. <laughs> Layla, isn't that cool? Every time we uh, mention your name, Ben does that. <laughs> uh, Layla at home says, time for them to pay up. Yeah, I'm with you, Layla. Mm-hmm. Hey, keep the responses coming if you'd like. At Benny J Show, B-E-N-N-Y, the letter J Show on both Facebook and and Twitter. You can send us an email, bennyjshow at gmail.com as well. All right. I think that's all we got there for those comments. Ben, what do you think of those responses we got? Outstanding and excellent. And Jarofsky uh, listeners are super smart. And I feel bad for those who have to... Well, you know what? I not, you know I was about to say I feel bad for those who have to duel with um, uh, Nikon Poops on uh, Facebook. But Monroe loves doing it, thrives on it. And so I, I got a feeling that... Um, are, some of our listeners are the same way. They, you know what I mean? They like mixing it up on Facebook with uh, MAGA hatters. So, you know, teach his own. All right. And also here, before we move on, we would like to give a special shout out to uh, our returning editor, Leah. Mm. Leah, you're awesome. What's happening? She posted that question. And just so you know, we missed you dearly. She's currently on summer break from school. Leah, I don't know. You ever considered dropping out becoming a full-time editor <laughs> for uh, no money at all sounds good right <laughs> you know let me tell you about leah she's super talented i've listened to some of her stuff that she does she i, I said this uh, uh last week she is as good as anyone in npr right now there i put it out there d she's as good as anyone in npr and she's way more sophisticated than you or me d so uh she'll probably go to npr one of these days we're really lucky that she is gracing us with her presence. School's for fools, you know? Just, you know, hang in there with us, and maybe one day you'll be in an attic doing a podcast. You know what I mean? Okay, school's for fools. Uh, the opinions of Dr. D <laughs> definitely do not reflect those of the Ben show. We do not believe schools are for fools. Yeah, you're right. All right. All right, so there's that. And uh, let's see. On to some Chicago news. What do you say, huh? All right, sounds good. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot. I want an answer. It's not something you ignore. <laughs> I can't. I, I still just get a, a weird feeling every time I hear that. Right, just now back off, you two. 
<laughs> Mayor Lightfoot began her day way before our host Ben Jarofsky did at 9 a.m. Ah, uh, yeah, that was before me. But uh, but I got up at about quarter to ten and started chopping wood, D. All right, all right. Well, we learned yesterday that means something totally different. So... <laughs> At least you're honest. Uh, The mayor was at Buckingham Fountain to kick off the Taste of Chicago. It's a yearly event here in the city, but due to that damn dirty coronavirus, this year it's the Taste of Chicago to go. Yeah, it's virtual this year. Uh, Today at noon, Chef Carlos Gaetan gave an online cooking demonstration and prepared, Ben, don't get too excited, avocado flatbread. Dennis knows how much I love avocado. By the way, D, scary news at Bendrovsky's house. We're down to our last avocado, okay? We have like quarter of an avocado left. That means you're not going to get any after the show. Damn it. <laughs> avocado lovers listening right now. BennyJShow at gmail.com. Send us an email. We can work something out. We'll give you the address to Ben's house. Send us your avocados, all right? Tomorrow, I should get some new ones, all right? so uh, I don't know if this show can survive without avocados. We're down to our last quarter of an avocado. I'm doling out little pieces of all right. That's enough for you, okay? You do not want a grumpy Jarofsky on here, all right? I love so please, avocado and cheese. Let's work something out and send us some avocados. Uh, so that was at noon. Uh, Chef Carlos, an online demonstration. Um, and tonight at 5.30, uh, virtually, is Summer Dance in Place. Oh, man. With Bollywood Groove and DJ Illist. Oh, you love DJ Illist, okay. don't you? Man? Let me just say this about Summer Dance. And um, Summer Dance is uh, something that the city of Chicago offers uh, at the, the part of Grant Park that's just, uh, I, don't know, I don't know what, the t- it's a, a patio uh, just west of Michigan Avenue at Balbo. And uh, in the summer, there's summer dance. They, they have uh, live music and people get to dance. And they, they started off by teaching you the dances. It was the favorite thing my wife and I used to do during the uh, 90s and O's. And I was always afraid to mention in the reader, this is how paranoid I am, because I thought, if I say anything nice about anything in the city of Chicago, Mayor Daly will shut it down just to spite that guy. But what a great thing it was, uh, summer dance. And yeah, so... Unfortunately, there is no real summer dance. We're going to have virtual summer dance day. Is that it? Virtual summer dance, guys. Yeah, they play. They First, they teach you the moves. And then from like, what, five to six, they teach you the moves. And then at six o'clock, a live band comes on or so. I could have the hours off. And then people start dancing. It was a lot. By the way, I just can I say something? I feel really bad about the pandemic. One of the, it hit me. I was just talking about this with my wife. This is the time of year where they have uh, what I call Geezer Day, a taste of Chicago. Oh, I, I thought that was just every day in the <laughs> life of Ben Jarowski. Well, every day is Geezer Day in my life, but <laughs> one day a year, the city of Chicago gives geezers something that they would like. So, like, you know, that's where they have the old groups come in. And Remember they day? watch Matlock yeah. over in a marathon of Matlock, okay, right? Geezer Day? I'm not that old <laughs> yet, but maybe in a couple months. Gee, have you been watching Matlock? No, 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 seriously, it's really good. Uh, but Geezer Day, so they have groups from the 70s. So, for instance, uh, George Clinton last year. Remember, I was excited about that. The OJs, the yeah. Isley Brothers. Geezer Day at Taste Chicago. And my wife and I would go with all the other geezers. And no Geezer Day this year, D. What are you going to do? I don't know. We'll just have to listen to those songs over and over and over again. It's going to have to summer dance in place mm, virtually. That, yeah. 
Uh, shout out to the live stream chat. Our good friend Steven is on here. And uh, I think uh, Steven may be a detective because he's on to something, Ben. He's on the case here. Uh, he says, running tally of Ben being a closet millennial. <laughs> Does yoga? Loves avocado? A lefty? Podcaster? Obsessed with TikTok teens? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Man. I think you're on to something, dude. Uh, negative. I like, uh. <laughs> that? I think you are a closet millennial. Uh, loser. <laughs> I am, man. Listen, I want to be a millennial, but I'm too old. They won't let me in the millennial club, so I'm really trying, you know. Actually, I want to be a Z now, man. Forget millennials. Oh, Ben's moving on. Yeah, I'm a Z. TikTok. <laughs> no, yeah, I... Uh, I'm with you, Steve. I think you're on to something. I think this uh, warrants some investigation. Mm. Yeah, well, he, he's on it here. I think, <laughs> I, I, I think I may be a closet boomer. Wait, time out. Aren't millennials into 70s music now? Uh, or did I just make that up? I think you may, okay. made that up. Forget that. Okay. Forget that part. <laughs> Livestream chat, help us out. <laughs> are millennials in the, I know that. I'm the worst millennial ever. So no, I'm the, you are I, the I worst. Uh, D, can you help me out with uh, Twitter? Uh, <laughs> uh, what is that again? Uh, worst millennial ever, okay? Oh, Jim's got a song request. How about Atomic Dog? Go, Ben. Uh, oh, no, no. Uh, the dog must be the dog in me. Why must I chase that cat? <laughs> Two songs of the day. You guys are so lucky. <laughs> no, George Clinton last year was so good. In fact, well, George Clinton himself. I don't know if you guys have seen George Clinton in a while. He doesn't really do much anything anymore. I mean, he's, come on. Why should he, D? It's been a, he's contributed so much to humanity. So he just kind of wanders around the stage he, this, in this uh, long flowing robe and looking blissed out and just sort of waving at the crowd. Uh, sometimes he stands, mostly he sits, uh, but his band is just incredible. And uh, that was, I, that may have been the highlight of the summer. Steven says, yes, uh, millennials are nostalgic AF uh, for their parents' culture. He's literally playing Rush on guitar right now. So, okay, I <laughs> think it is. Millennials are into 70s music. Where's Bob Ryder when you need him? No man, kidding. The man loves Rush. <laughs> And uh, Claire says, you're an honor honorary millennial. So congratulations. <laughs> All right. You're so lucky. I got to set up a Venmo account any oh, day now. Oh, boy. Don't <laughs> come to me for that. All right. So today is somewhat of a slow news day locally. And the following from Block Club Chicago and Mina Bloom is proof. We have a follow-up on Chance the Snapper. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> Slow day, huh, yes, Black Club? that alligator who mysteriously wound up in the Humboldt Park Lagoon. The headline reads, Chance the Snapper is living his best life in Florida one year after stealing Chicago's heart. Yes, hey, time flies. Did not steal my heart, okay? No, no, <laughs> did, no. My heart was not stolen, all right? Just no. telling you that right now. Now, it's true I'm not a real Chicagoan. I'm a transplant. I understand that. So maybe real Chicagoans had their hearts stolen. But mine was most definitely not stolen by that damn alligator in the lagoon. Oh, he did not like... <laughs> all right, with Thursday marking one year since Chance was first spotted in the lagoon, Block Club Chicago caught up with Alligator Rob, the man who captured the alligator, to find out how Chicago's favorite gator is doing and how Rob's life has changed since the heroic capture. According to Block Club Chicago, Alligator Rob took his newfound celebrity well and ran with it 
And lucky us, we have a quote from Alligator Rob. <laughs> He's a celebrity now. Huh? Yes, he is. Uh, Rob said, quote, I always knew I was a blessed person. All right, get over yourself, Rob. I always knew that everything I had was due to the guy upstairs. It just reaffirmed that. I'm not that fancy. This is a lot more than me. I truly believe it's all been the grace of God. I can't be more thankful for the situations I've been put in. All right, he's a humble man. Very humble, yeah, man. humble man. So there's the update on Alligator Rob. Oh, yeah. No, that Black Club loved that story, didn't they, D? They were <laughs> daily, hourly updates from Black Club. They covered that thing. They had reporters at the lagoon. All right, but now what about the gator? All right, Chance. Since being captured and arriving at St. Augustine Alligator Farm in St. Augustine, Florida last summer, Chance has become a different animal. I mean... He's still an alligator. Oh, I was going to say, did he turn into an elephant? He's a bear now. Uh, no, he's a different animal. According to people who know maybe a little too much about alligators, like Alligator Rob, Chance the Snapper was a shy gator. But we have learned that Chance is no longer shy. In fact, it only took him a couple of weeks to warm up to people, Rob said. Now, he's super active. Rob continues. <laughs> ben, Wait. hold your excitement, please. Hold on. <laughs> Did you make this up or is this in the story? This is in the story. Okay. This is the top story in Block Club Chicago today. Right. Like I said, slow news day. Yeah. Uh, Rob continues. When he first got there, he was very, very, very shy. You could tell he had never been around people. Once he got used to people, holy moly, I got a little worried wearing flip-flops. He'll trim your toenails for you. <laughs> he comes right up to you. He'll put his chin on the bank right beside you <laughs> now because chance the snapper is fed and trained consistently he has gotten a lot bigger about six inches in length which is a lot of growth for one year said rob gators guys keep listening gators <laughs> grow to be nine to ten feet long and rob said chance uh, could grow to be seven and a half feet long in a couple of years if he continues on this track chance has also gained weight Oh, chances gain weight, huh? Yeah, he's gained some weight. And the story goes on, but we're gonna stop there, all right? Go read the rest. Go read the rest at blockclubchicago.org. Uh and go check that out and find out. Now, we here on the Ben Jarofsky show, we're thrilled to hear that all is well with Chance the Snapper. And yeah, I guess we're glad to hear that Alligator Rob's okay. But in this piece for Block Club, uh, no updates on the two people that we've been wondering about all year. That's right. How about the guy who was originally hired to get that damn gator? Alligator Bob! This is an awfully big body of water. We're looking for a needle in a haystack. Uh, yeah. And we're talking about a needle that moves constantly. He's checked the floating traps he hand curated. <laughs> right now is a combination of drumsticks... Rats and oh my uh, God. smell. Yum. Well, as far as the gator goes, that's a pretty good offering. We're hoping that <laughs> the, the wind blowing the scent across the water will catch his attention. We're all speculating on, on whether he grew up in somebody's you know bathtub or backyard or something. He's enjoying the, the five feet of water. He probably was raised in six inches. If we could find the animal, we can capture the animal. What happened to that guy? That grifter that couldn't find the alligator the first time. You know, uh, Mick, can I just make a comment here, D? Go for uh, it. That was not Chicago's finest moment. Just, I'm telling you, on many levels, that was not Chicago's finest moment. You are not for the alligator uh, story. No, number one, the obsession that Chicago had with the alligator did not reflect well on you, Chicago. But number two, 
the way you turned on Alligator Bob. Remember that, D? Yeah. Like, oh, everybody loved Alligator Bob, and he couldn't find the alligator. Well, it you, did take him like three weeks. It took Rob like two days. You turned on the guy, okay? And then they're like oh, making fun of the guy in the newspapers. And then they kept, like, they were obsessed with the fact that, I doubt it's coming back to me, this important story. We spent so much time talking. Nobody, they would go, Alligator Bob, who would not reveal his last name. Like, reporters, like, what is his last name? <laughs> I not, you know what, guys? It was not your finest moment, Chicago. Press Corps was not your fine. You know what's funny, D? Do you remember when um, all these reporters, people got mad at, I can't remember who the reporter was that asked Lori Lightfoot, Mayor Lori Lightfoot, about her haircut. They were outraged. Yes, remember they that? Were. They were yes. outraged. How yes, dare were. you ask Mayor Lori? These are the same reporters who are bugging Alligator Bob. <laughs> you know, guys. I think it's legitimate to ask Lori Lightfoot about her getting a haircut after she told everybody not to get a haircut. Yeah, those reporters were about as outraged as Ray Lopez. I want an answer. <laughs> but, you know, a little overboard with the Alligator Bob stuff. So it was not our finest hour in many levels. But what the biggest one is the way you threw, the way you threw Alligator Bob to the alligators. So no update on Alligator Bob. What the hell? What's, what's he been up to all year? And... What the hell's this guy been up to? I've seen a whole lot of catfish, some turtles. Uh, no gators yet, though. Where is he? He got a job at Black Club. Okay, he's got the gator beat. <laughs> gator got your granny. You got to be honest, that's the only reason why I did that story, to hear you sing that gator got your granny. <laughs> it's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, it's, it has been a while. What a difference a summer makes. What a difference. No kidding. I mean, good God. You know, I'd kill to have a gator story again. Sorry. Uh, well, that would mean no pandemic. I would swap the gator stories for the pandemic, hands down. No question about it. All my complaining about, you know, how foolish we were, how we were avoiding the important issues. I mean, how I struggle, struggle to get Chicagoans to understand how they're getting fleeced year in and year out with the TIF program, with their property taxes. Struggling, D, for over 20 years. Oh, it's too complicated, Ben. But man, give them a good gator story. They're obsessed with it. They can't get enough of it. Ben, I don't want to hear about Lincoln Yards. It's 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 just, I don't want to hear. Give me more gator. Gator. <laughs> uh, gator. It's my granny. I'm a Chicagoan. Gator, gator. Block Club Chicago, you should have a statue of that damn alligator. That put you on the map. No, man, they ran with it. I can't even give them credit, man. They ran, They saw it and they ran with it. They made t-shirts. We can't even do that. Yeah. Right. Do we have a t-shirt? We have one t-shirt. One. Thanks, Pat Rod. <laughs> You're, <really laughs> You're the man. You know what? Black Club's not in an attic overlooking an alley no. and a porta potty. Okay, no. D? No, they're not. Yeah, we make fun of them for that gator stuff, but they know something we don't know. Chicagoans aren't that bright. So... <laughs> Don't bend too much TIFF coverage. Oh, Don't excuse me, random hipster. What have you been up to all year? I've seen a whole lot of catfish yeah? and turtles. Mm -hmm. uh, no gators yet, no though. Gators. <laughs> all right, from gators to reefer. Yes, oh. only on the Ben Jarofsky yeah, show. There we go. Marijuana. Mm -hmm. You know it. You love it. You smoke it? And if you've listened to at least one Ben Jarofsky show, oh, you know the Chicago Sun-Times own Tommy Two Joints Shuba loves to write about it. The following comes from the Chicago Sun-Times and, wait, where the hell's Tommy Two Joints? <laughs> I don't know. He had to take the day off. I think but, he's, wait, no, I know. They sent him to Florida to do an update on the Gator, okay? 
the Gator one year later. <laughs> this is not from Tommy Two Joints. Uh, a Chicago Sun-Times story about marijuana, not by Tommy Two Joints Shuba. This one comes from Stefano Esposito. You know him? Yeah, I met him the first day uh, on our uh, on our Sun-Times show. Do your imitation. Oh, come on. I don't I want to. He's a nice guy. Oh, hello there. There you go. He's he's British, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, hello. <laughs> Hello, mate. <laughs> there you go. Now, that's a good step on. I thought he was here. Yeah. Uh, no, and I, no, I don't have any clever uh, marijuana-related nicknames for this guy yet. Help us out on the live stream. By the way, chat. speaking of, I just have to say this. Happy birthday, Ringo Starr. One day late. It was yesterday, D. Yeah, Happy we talked birthday. about him yesterday. Oh, we did. And oh, you didn't, isn't that, what a coincidence. We talked about him. Oh, my God. That's we didn't say happy birthday. I think I did say happy birthday. Did I not? Or did I, no, we talked about John Lennon. I did my John Lennon and Lennon image. Well, that's hard to say. And then you gave me a, a trivia uh, question. Yes. So I now do uh, my Ringo Star. Hello, Dennis. Stefano Esposito has a British accent, ladies and gentlemen. Stefano Esposito of the Chicago Sun-Times yes. has this story here. And good news. Illinois weed dispensaries have the most successful month yet in June. Mm-hmm. Illinois' cannabis dispensaries had their most successful month in June in the fledgling recreational market with almost $48 million in total sales. Guys, that's a lot of pot. Uh, of the $47.6 million, about $35 million came from in-state sales. This is according to newly released figures from the Illinois Department of Financial and Professional Regulation. Andy Seeger, an independent cannabis uh, economist, said sales would likely be still higher were it not for the coronavirus shutdown, among other things. Seeger says, quote, we would be expecting much larger month over month numbers if Illinois had been a healthy market right now with COVID-19 and the expanded medical model in place in Illinois. It's just very constrained on the supply side. There's not enough canopy space coming online for those that have licenses right now and any future licenses have pushed back as the state focuses on its COVID response. Yeah, they haven't completely taken over or put the black market out of uh, existence. Uh, I'd say we're about two years away from that, D. You know what I'm saying? Before they finally just put the... Uh, the illegal market, the quote-unquote illegal market. So it w- so they say the official numbers are $48 million in sales. You probably double that for the all the uh, quote-unquote illegal sales going on. People love their reefer, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I believe it was uh, $40 million last time we checked on this, right? Yes, it was a good month. And by the way, uh, we... Uh, we have many downloads. We have many shows dedicated to the, the, to the subject uh, that they have not issued any uh, licenses to sell uh, legal, uh, recreational, that's what they call cannabis, uh, to black-owned uh, dispensaries. So still flunking. All this money uh, is being uh, spent by people in the state of Illinois and people come to Illinois to buy, but none of it's going uh, to black-owned businesses. So the whole purpose, well, as I saw it, was to eradicate the inequities uh, brought out from my 40 years of the war on drugs, and still we're failing. So come on, Illinois. Let's pick up the pace a little bit on that front. Tommy Two Joints, we hope you're okay, man. Uh, Stefano, great job filling in for old Tommy Two Joints Shuba. Once again, $48 million uh, from marijuana in the month of June. Rumor has it about $10,000 came from this guy. I've seen a whole lot of catfish, <laughs> some turtles. Yeah. Uh, no gators yet, though. What a pothead. <laughs> I think he actually still uh, is on the black market. 
I still think he's buying it from his dealer. You know. All right, one the more. Cookie Man. Oh, that was that was my old dealer, oh, the okay. Cookie Man, yeah. uh, back in the day. Uh, I'll tell that Cookie Man story one day. All right, the following I will end it out here uh, with another story from the Sun Times. This comes from Nadir Issa. Uh, the headline reads: Northside uh, College Prep votes to remove. Yeah. It's CPD officer and becomes the first CPS school to do so. A Northwest side school has elected to remove the police officer stationed in its building in a first of its kind vote that offers a potential preview of dozens more similar decisions likely to be considered in the coming weeks. The Chicago police officer at North side college preparatory high school will be kicked out this fall after the school's elected representative body of parents, a lone student, teachers and community members voted unanimously Tuesday evening to make the change. The decision makes Northside's local school council the first to yank its officer as debates rage in the city council and among the Board of Education over whether to terminate a $33 million contract between Chicago Public Schools and the Chicago Police Department. This move would pull about 200 officers from all 73 public schools that participate in the program. Mayor Lori Lightfoot and CPS officials, including Janice Jackson, the district's chief executive, have argued against a blanket removal of officers from schools. Instead, they have said they would rather leave the choice up to LSCs, arguing each individual school has its own needs. Ben Drovsky, your thoughts? Okay, this is why I get so frustrated with my fellow Chicagoans. Chicagoans will just insist on missing the story. So the real story here, and Congratulations, uh, Northside Prep. You wanted to get rid of the cops in your school for whatever reason, fine. Okay? Another school may have a different attitude. A local school may, we want police in. The issue here is who's going to pay for the police? And right now, we have a system where the Chicago public schools, the public schools are taking $33 million in money that you, the taxpayers, gave them for educational purposes, and they're sending it over to the Chicago Police Department to pay for cops and schools. So you have the schools paying the police department's budget. That's a central issue. That issue never gets... Whenever the mayor, who wants you to divert you from that issue, or Janice Jackson, who's just doing whatever the mayor wants her to do, whenever they say, oh, we're leaving it up to the local school councils, they're getting you not to pay attention to the central issue of... Who will pay for these police officers? Will it be the Chicago Public Schools with money that's supposed to be for the classroom? Or will it be the Chicago Police Department, which is supported every year by a vote of the city council? Right now, for whatever reason, I will never understand, Mayor Lori Lightfoot and Janice Jackson have decided that the schools should pay for the police officers. Why Janice Jackson would agree to spend her budget on the police department, I do not know. But as long as they successfully get you, the people of Chicago, to concentrate on whether an individual school wants to have a police officer in it, they're getting away with their scam. Just the way they got along with the TIF scam for all these years. You guys would rather care about that freaking alligator in Humboldt Park than how they spend your tax dollars. Why do I stay in Chicago, D? Sorry, I didn't mean to go there. Hold on. Yeah, get a sip of water here. Calm down, buddy. I feel better already. This makes you more angry than that gator story. (laughs) 
Folks, no, I just, I, every time I hear this, I go, nope, that's not the real issue. We, just, we had Dixon Romeo on the show this weekend, a local school council member was explaining. Local school councils, on the local school council, they do great things. They really care about the school. God bless them. If they decide to vote to remove the police officer, the Board of Education is not going to give them money to, like, hire social workers, nurses. What? No, no, you just lose the police officer. So it's like... Well, we either have a body in the school or we don't have this body in the school. So they're not really giving the local school councils any choice at all. They get away with it because you're not that bright, Chicago. Sorry, Dee, I didn't mean to say that. I was going to say something nice about my people I know. in the city of Yesterday Chicago. Yesterday you were, you were all positive, saying great things about Chicago. I put a timer on. <laughs> you went about three minutes. All right. You know, I'm going to close down this, this session by saying, I love Chicago. Oh, I bought the T-shirt, D, but I still haven't washed it yet. I love Chicago. Oh, yeah, Chicago. you got a shirt at CVS, right? Oh, Chicago. Yes, I did. Chicago heads, you fall for this stuff every freaking year. <laughs> guys, uh, where's the gator? <laughs> Good times, guys. Uh, yeah. So that's our local news. Mm. Uh, we want to remind everybody uh, that... If you're listening on the live stream chat, hey, that's awesome. We love you. You're great. But we highly suggest that you check out our uh, download page, both Chicago Sun-Times and Chicago Reader websites and wherever else you download your favorite podcast. All right. We uh, do bonus interviews every weekend. And there's a part two of this show. Now, yesterday we didn't do one. I had to make some commercials yes. for the program. Commercials that you're going to hear uh, very shortly. All right. So uh, be on the lookout for that. But uh, so part two, we do have a part two this evening, though. Is that right, Ben? Yes, we do. And at the moment, I am. Uh, oh, I just remembered our part two. That's correct. Uh, Maze Jackson will be joining us oh, uh, from awesome. WBON or formerly awesome. of WBON. Maze Jackson. Uh, we talked about him yesterday. Uh, Maze left WBON because he felt they were pressuring him into saying only nice things about Lori Lightfoot. Uh, Maze Jackson, old friend of mine, used to have me on a show all the time. Uh, I told him on the, when I called him up to book him, I go, yeah, he used to have me on the show, Maze, until you realize what a lefty I was up in then. It's like, uh, uh, but he goes, no, no, it wasn't that, Ben. Anyway, uh, Maze. I mean, yeah, you're a hippie, but it wasn't that. <laughs> Maze Jackson, we, look, you know, we have a lot in common, D. Well, he wasn't <laughs> fired, so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, know. it's going to be a great interview. Yeah, Maze, Maze Jackson, Jackson, we're going to be talking uh, more with him. Yeah, MJ, not Michael Jordan, not Michael Jackson. Maze Jackson, Maze Jackson. is going to be joining us. Uh, that's going to be available for download tonight at about 7 p.m. at both Chicago Sun-Times and Chicago Reader websites. And wherever else you download your favorite podcast, subscribe. Uh, give us a review. Remember the golden rule: five stars only. <laughs> That's right. Leave that five star five stuff to stars yourself. Stars only. Four stars, three stars. Two. Yeah, come yeah. on. No. Five stars only, guys. But seriously, tell your friends. We're the Ben Jarofsky Show with over five hundred thousand downloads. A million coming. All right. I say by uh, September, we're gonna have a million downloads. There she blows. There it is, right over One there. One million. Looking pretty. Oh, she looked good. Help us out. We appreciate everyone who listens to our program and have downloaded and have, tell, and have told their friends. Let's keep it going. Uh, you can find us on social media at Benny J Show. You can send us an email, BennyJShow at gmail.com. If you're listening to this and you own a company and you're like, boy, over 500,000 downloads. That's a lot of people. Yeah, it is. And we would love to have you as a sponsor. We'll make a commercial. We'll give you live reads, whatever you want. 
feel free to weigh in. Contact Tracy Bama, the Chicago Reader. Reach the Chicago Sun-Times and become a sponsor of the Ben Jarofsky Show. All right, we're going to take a break now. And when we come back, it's the return of the mighty Monroe Anderson. Wait, uh, hold, 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 Dennis. What? I, can I just, before we... I can, <laughs> okay, once again... That was an excellent outro, but yeah, sure. Go ahead and uh, derail that. I, I just want to say uh, we made fun of the Sun-Times for their uh, headline in the Mary Trump story, Nice story. Remember that headline, D? Battle of the Headline. Headline, line, lines. But I got to give them credit. The Sun-Times, uh, the front page of the Sun-Times, and this is one of my favorite themes that we've been, I've been going on and on about. Um, Mayor Lori Lightfoot's uh, Keep It Moving uh, campaign on the lakefront. Yeah. You're, you're allowed to go to the lakefront now, but you got to keep it moving. You can't. No congregating. <laughs> no congregating. No looking at the clouds. No standing under a tree smoking reefer. Keep it moving, okay? Hey, old guy. <laughs> keep it moving. <laughs> I am moving. Not fast enough. Go fa <laughs> No walkers. <laughs> They're going to kick old people with walkers off. So congregate gate continues, huh? Ooh, very good. Or you can just call it congregate. I don't know. Whoa. <laughs> Blowing my mind, man. Blowing my mind. Anyway, uh, I got to give the Sun-Times credit. Under the headline, No Sweating the Rules, uh, there's a picture of one, two, three people uh, flaked out on. This is like my kind of scene. They're just totally flaked out on the grass. No shirt on that. No yeah. shirt. Oh, boy. With the sunglasses cool sunglasses by the way and uh, with his couple couple friends are just sitting there right by the keep it moving sign exactly so you have the keep it moving sign right next to them and the sun times photographer whoever it is good job uh he or she uh, snap that picture uh obvious uh obvious violation of the rules and regulations i'm surprised the sun times photographer did not do a citizen's arrest but uh anyway people in the city of chicago chilling man Come on. Come on, lighten the rules a little bit. Can you imagine being one of those people and uh, you read the paper like, oh, let's see here. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm congregating. That, oh, that story that I told once before, uh, Kevin Blackstone, a frequent guest on this show, an old friend of mine, uh, we, went, we uh, played hooky from work one day back in the 80s, went to uh, Wrigley Field to watch the Cubs play the Mets. Uh, Doc Gooden had, I think, 19 strikeouts, but that's not the point of the story. The next day, the bright one had a front-page picture of people in the bleachers uh, watching the game. Guess who was uh, on the front-page sitting there? Alligator Rob. No, me and Kevin uh -oh. playing hooky. <laughs> Oops. Isn't that oh, embarrassing? Wow. Yeah. Busted. Bust. Busted flat in Baton Rouge, <laughs> waiting for a train. We'll get a song after 1979 one of these days, guys. I doubt it. All right, guys, so that's the local news. Please hang tight with us here because when we come back, the one, the only, Monroe Anderson will be joining us. Uh, right now, let's do uh, some music from our good friend, Michael Girardi. Tax increment financing. It's the Ben Jarofsky Show, live from Ben's Attic. Correct.
I've seen a whole lot of catfish, some turtles. Uh, no gators yet, though. Discover our fascinating city this summer on a walking tour from the Chicago Architecture Center, now open and adhering to public health safety standards. Our entertaining and expertly trained docents will guide you through the Chicago you've been longing to explore, from magnificent downtown architecture to awe-inspiring neighborhood gems. If it's worth seeing, we'll take you there. Get tickets at architecture.org forward slash tours. The stories of the city begin at the CAC. new spot all right we're back everybody and in moments if he answers the phone oh yeah favorite part of the show we're gonna be talking with the mighty monroe anderson all right here we go while you do that i'm going to just tell everybody i have not forgotten the jeffrey epstein saga i'm obsessed with it as ever uh we're gonna have some guests talk about it the latest deutsche bank settles action over epstein this Hello. is a fascinating monroe anderson monroe hey. anderson Oh, I sound good. What's going on? What's up, buddy? What's going on? One of the greatest songs ever written. Should be the new national anthem, What's Going On. You agree with, with me on that one, Monroe? Oh, I love that. Shouldn't they make I it the national anthem? I think it's Yeah, we, we, yeah we, well, hopefully it won't be after um, January 20th. 
We're going to need it anymore. We will we'll know what's going on. We will, but we will always need that song. Always need that song. Cause yeah, well, it's a great song. It's a great song, The Great Marvin Gaye. All right, the great Monroe Anderson is with me, and uh, I have a list of things I want to discuss. We're going to discuss Mary Trump's book. We're going to discuss The Lincoln Project, my utter obsession. Uh, the Lincoln Project, I just wrote about it for the, the reader. Uh, we're going to discuss Herman Cain. Is he the dumbest man in America? We'll ask Monroe for his opinion on that. And if we have time from all that, uh, I was just telling uh, people about this, my mini obsession, the Deutsche Bank settles action over Epstein. That would be Jeffrey Epstein. That story is not going anywhere uh, with the pandemic uh, and with the Black Lives Matter protests. It's been sort of pushed to the back. It's, it's buried on uh, the business section, Monroe. Uh, this Deutsche Bank settling action over Epstein has been buried on, on the business section of the New York Times. I don't even think it was in the Sun-Times, the Tribune, but it's still a very important story. Uh, Deutsche Bank up to no good with Jeffrey Epstein. It'll be back on page one tomorrow. Uh, Deutsche Bank story, you think so? Yes. Yes, the, the uh, Supreme Court's going to rule on it tomorrow. Oh, you mean uh, uh, in terms of... Whether Deutsche Bank should be turning over Trump's financial. Got it. Deutsche Bank's connection to Trump as opposed to Deutsche Bank's yeah, but, connection but to that, Epstein. But they, yeah, but the, but the Epstein will be a part of it. You know how the business works. Yeah, all right. Yeah, that, oh my goodness, that's Man. what we'll be talking about next week with you, no doubt. All right, let's get a, well, you know what? Since you put it out there, let's get the prediction. Right now, I'll set it up for, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have four Democrats and five Republicans uh, on the Supreme Court. Occasionally, uh, John Roberts will s shift to the Democratic side if he thinks that it's politically advantageous for his beloved Republican Party to, to, to go that way. So in your humble opinion, Monroe, how will the Supreme Court rule on Donald Trump and his taxes? Uh, they're going to rule that Deutsche Bank has to give them up. And what will the, uh, what will the vote be? Oh, my God. No way. No way. All right. I'm, I wrote it down. I say. Okay. Seven to two. I say they're going to rule. You know what? I'm going to make it interesting. They're going to rule in favor of Trump five to four. So that's my prediction. I'm running it down. That's not interesting. That's, that's, you, 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 that's downright cliche-ish. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You think John Roberts like, you know what? I don't want to be part of the cliche. I'm going to go with the liberals. <laughs> Uh, no, no, I can tell you, okay, this is why they're going to vote um, in, in terms, in favor of turning over the information, Deutsche Bank turning it over to the New York. Mm -hmm. Because Trump, Trump's defense is that a president should not be um, investigated or held accountable for anything. As long as he's president, and they can't, they cannot make that ruling because it, it, it obviously violates the Constitution. But also, Trump is not going to be president forever. In fact, Trump is only going to be president for six more months or seven more months, and then it's going to be a Democrat in office. And if they get that, if they give the ruling where a president can't be investigated or anything, um, is Katie Byrd's door mm -hmm. after that. Because 
you won't have, but you, you, there, there will be no rule of law as we know it. And they can't do that as much as they may want to. And they can't justify it. I'm trying to think as I'm listening to you, Monroe, is, is that there's a, a, any kind of out for Trump on this one. So let's say you're correct. No, Trump is fried. No, and, <laughs> no. And, <laughs> okay. And All let's right, say, ahead. okay, so the issue is whether uh, Deutsche Bank has to honor uh, subpoenas from uh, prosecutors in New York City and turn over uh, Trump's tax information. And right. uh, Deutsche Bank's waiting financial. for financial. So Deutsche yeah. Bank is waiting. Yeah. All right. right. Uh, if the Supremes rule that, yes, they must, uh, then I presume they automatically turn over the information. I'm trying to think, and I would probably need a lawyer. Jimmy Coogan uh, would ha- help us yeah. on this one. But I'm trying to think, right. what could Trump and his lawyers do at that point? After Let's say, the Supreme, let's say you're correct, and the Supremes rule yeah. 7 to 2 uh, uh, yeah. against Trump on this matter, forcing okay. the publication. Trump, they can't do anything. The Supreme Court is the Supreme Court. If they rule next, uh, well, they're, tomorrow their last day. So if they also rule tomorrow, that the sun rises in the West. Yeah. <laughs> the sun rises. You, you can't take it anywhere else. Yeah. They are the, 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 the final word on anything illegal. That what, what you can do when the Supreme Court um, rules badly, which it has done more than once in its history, for example, with um, um, uh, per, Pervy versus Ferguson. Mm-hmm. But, Versus Plessy versus Ferguson. Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in 1896, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, or with um, with the ruling that a corporation is a person that mm-hmm. we're living under now, is a future Supreme Court can, can go, oops, mm-hmm. that wasn't right, and yeah. change it. Or Congress can write a new rule. No, no I'm just... Uh, law. I'm just wondering if there's some kind of uh, no, tr- no, Trump is over. Yeah. No, Trump is over. It's, it's t- tomorrow when 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 they do that, and then I mean if you will, we won't get all the information tomorrow, but but it's all ready to go. It's all packaged and ready to go to the um, to, to the New York um, prosecutor. All right. By the way, there was uh, an interesting column today's New York Times. Uh, Thomas Friedman wrote uh, that Joe Biden. Uh, uh, should not, under Friedman's suggestion, should not debate Donald Trump unless Donald Trump uh, releases his income tax statements, his income tax information. Uh, after all, uh, Friedman points out, uh, Biden has released his. Additionally, uh, Friedman, yeah. Friedman said that uh, Biden should not agree to uh, participate in a debate with Donnie Trump unless uh, there is, they put on stage something I've I've never seen at a debate uh, fact checkers who could uh, Im- immediately uh, verify one way or another whether the uh, contestants in the debate are telling the truth. Uh, what's your thoughts about these conditions that Friedman proposes? I don't think Trump is going to debate. I think he's going to uh, he's going to chicken out. So, okay, I think that's a moot point. I think Trump is going to come up with some excuse between now and then why he he won't debate Biden. Because what does what, what does Trump? I mean, besides his lies, 
what does he have to stand on? And, and Biden can call him out all day long in a manly sort of way. Where, where Hillary drops the, the ball when she was debating Trump is she let him follow her around and look like he's intimidated. Mm-hmm. Remember? Oh, yeah. That was the one debate. The debate? Where, yeah, the debate yeah, where they she went. Should have turned and, and she should have turned and said, back off, Buster. In that debate. Yeah. Yeah, because he, he intentionally just was a distraction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I uh, after reading this column, I started wondering why is Joe Biden going to agree to the debate? I started thinking maybe Joe Biden should just—I mean, Joe Biden's strategy right now is to hang out in his basement and just sort of let Trump implode. So, right, exactly. Why not continue let with Trump that? Be Trump. Yeah, and just I, I, well, it depends on where things are. He may continue with it, but I but see I okay let, 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 let's let's go from a, a Trump point of view. Mm-hmm. Why would Trump? I mean, what what does Trump have to argue in in his favor? Well, um, let's see. With the COVID nineteen three, if, if if he hadn't acted promptly and and um, stopped the Chinese from coming into the country mm-hmm. instead of it being 136 million, I mean, 2,000 right now, which will, by the time we get to the debate, be 200,000 more than likely. It would have been 2 million. <laughs> so he in essence saved 1.8 million Americans' lives. <laughs> That's not a good debate point. Yeah. See, <laughs> or if it, if, if, uh, or if it wasn't for uh, COVID nineteen, uh, we would ha- we would have this re- these record jobs, unemployment mm-hmm. that he alone established. <laughs> nobody's gonna care by whenever uh, next month or the month after what used to be mm-hmm. in terms of economics. If they're in food lines or they're in lines to get tested to see if they have COVID-19. You know, what Trump claims that he did last year is going to mean nothing to them. But the problem is, he keeps lying. He lies and he lies. And the thing is, when it was theoretical stuff and stuff they wanted to hear, the right wing wanted to hear, the lies were okay. But now they're worried about their, their lies. And they know he's lying. Because he says stuff that's just crazy. And they know that um, they're, they're, they don't have jobs and they aren't sure they're going to get them. Those that have lost them, the, the 40 million that have lost them, whatever the number is. And so his, he, he's lost all his credibility. He has zero credibility except with the hardcore Trump nuts. Well, and so Biden could get in, get in a debate with him and go, ha, 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 ha. There you go, lying again. And, and just fact check. Biden can do the fact check. And plus the good thing, and but this is why I don't think Trump's going to go, so we'll see. But the good thing is that one of these um, storylines that the Republicans are putting out there is that Biden is senile. 
Mm-hmm. Mm. And Biden is not as sharp as he used to be 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And neither am I, you know, for that matter. But the thing is, he is sharper than Trump. And the difference between Biden and Trump is Biden knows government. Trump doesn't. Biden has plans. Trump doesn't. You know, Trump has got the... Um, Yesterday, Trump demands that the, the public schools open up mm-hmm. in a couple of months. But he has no plan for the public schools. He just he just issued a decree that said if they didn't, he might punish the state um, through his royal power. But he has no plan. Mm-hmm. I mean, what what's the plan to opening the schools? I mean, do um, if the schools are open? then um, a large proportion of the school teachers in the public school system are older. And so they would be more vulnerable to the, to the virus. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, I mean, he has no patience mm-hmm. says, let's do it. You know, for example, he's lying about how um, the deaths um, are, are low now. They're the lowest in the world. COVID-19, which is crazy. We're we're number nine, not number one in lowering death, the amount of death. I mean, he does, and this stuff is readily available to everybody. And so, but you know, in in, in Mary Trump's book, one of the things... mm -hmm. Okay, we wait. Now let's right just in. make this transition uh, to Mary Trump's okay. book. First, first thing I have to ask you, uh, I'm just curious. Did you were you one of the lucky few that obtained an exclusive copy of the book? Uh, or, of course, no. yeah, right. I rolled that way. Yeah, yeah uh, Monroe Anderson does a the Trump not hit show every week, so we got to get a book to him. <laughs> I didn't think so. Uh, yeah, we didn't get one either. Uh, don't feel bad. The, tri- the Tribune didn't get one either, uh, Monroe. Uh, the Sun-Times got one, though. All right. Uh, oh, so, oh, really? Yeah, well, Lynn Sweet got one. See, every paper. Yeah, she did. Yeah, that's I, I had fun with this. Every paper that got one. And they go, we, we uh, the, fill in the blank, the San Francisco Examiner, the New York Times, the uh, Milwaukee Journal, obtained an exclusive copy of the book. It's not that exclusive. They were, Simon and right. Schuster was. <laughs> uh, it's exclusive. It's exclusive to whatever city they're in. <laughs> they didn't give them to everybody in the city. They only gave them. No, they're like, Ben and Monroe, you cheapskates, you're going to have to go buy one. But they gave one to Lynn right. Sweet. Here you right. go, Lynn. Uh, right, right. So, uh, yeah, we got to go buy one. Uh, all right, so let's uh, switch to Mary Trump's book. So Monroe did not get an exclusive copy of the book. And he's not read it, but I could tell you uh, that uh, he and, was... and, and neither did Trump's press secretary, but she said it's all for a lie. <laughs> it's, <laughs> uh, it's true. I haven't read it, but it's filled with lies. Okay, right, exactly. Right. <laughs> like anyone in America would believe anything that comes out of the mouth of a Trump press secretary. Right. Uh, exactly. All right, but I know you've been obsessively following the news stories. Last night you were watching uh, Rachel Maddow. She got a copy of the book. Isn't that interesting? They gave one to Rachel Maddow, but not Monroe Anderson. I don't know about you. I know, I know. That's I'm going to write him a nasty email. <laughs> I would too. Uh, so uh, she got her, uh, and she spent the whole day, right, reading the books. Right. So she, 
Uh, so what are your takeaways, uh, some of your, what are your favorite parts of the book, Monroe? Okay, well, no, let me, okay, this is one of them I'm going to talk about right now. As to what Trump is doing, has done, and is emblematic of him. And she talked about how Mary Trump talked about how he lied about her. And she was there. Yeah. He was telling Melania that um, she used to be a, a drug addict, but she kind of turned herself around. To which Mary said, no, 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 no. I never did drugs. And he continued with the lie. Even when she, the person he was lying on, who was in the room, <laughs> said, no, this didn't happen. And so he just lied. He's, he's a pathological liar. He's a recreational liar. He's a habitual liar. He's a liar, 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 liar. Yeah, I, that's why, going back to what you were saying about the debate, I don't... He, you could he could say anything he wants. He'll just stick with it. The real issue is whether the American people uh, will. Uh, yes, well, they aren't going to believe him. And 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 if I were Biden, mm-hmm. I just I, I just I just call him out on him. I, you know, when 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 he when he says that um, let's see one of his lives. Uh, oh, that's. We, we, you can get a, a, a test. He said March, end of March, that if you wanted a test, you could get it. You still can't get a test, mm-hmm. depending on where you live. Or you have to uh, stand, uh, sit in your car for eight hours to get tested. And so when he, he, he will tell that lie. And Biden can just say, there you go yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I it uh, it's you're right. Your point's well taken. In other words, it's one thing uh, to to lie in a private conversation when when the the person you're lying about is literally sitting here. No, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Uh, and it's something else. Uh, no, I think that uh, I think that anyone in this country uh, has to r- realize that that Donald Trump is. Uh, how do I put this? A exceedingly dysfunctional human being, to put it mildly. Right. And right. to make the decision to vote for him anyway uh, is quite an expression of what? Well, his Contempt. people... Okay, yeah, no, this is what you have to factor in. His people, the, the hardcore Trump mm-hmm. um, don't consume regular news. They watch Fox. And if you ever watch Fox, you can know that they're being they, they have an, um, they have alternate facts mm-hmm. for stuff, and, and so these people are watching that and um, and believing it. And, and Trump watches Fox all the time, and and Trump follows the advice of facts. They have this symbiotic relationship where they go back and forth. He'll say something, and they'll up. Uh, broadcast it as true but they'll say he ought to be doing something and he'll do it i mean it's really perverted that's all i can say well uh when i go when it comes to an end Mm -hmm. uh, there will be prices to pay what do you mean by that 
disease, um, Fox's ratings will drop. And remember with Nixon, when after 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 Nixon fell, mm-hmm. how um, nobody voted for Nixon. <laughs> yeah, you had to search long and hard to find somebody who, oh, who, would, yeah. admit, who would admit to voting for Nixon. Yeah. And it's going to be that way with Trump when, when he gets wiped out in November. If he makes it there. No, uh, that's one of my, uh, this is going back to uh, Chicago history here. Uh, In 1983, Harold Washington edged out, and I mean edged out Bernie Epstein. Oh, yeah. Edged out Bernie. I mean, it was so, it was a sliver. It was a very close election. Within a year, I couldn't find any white person in the city of Chicago who would confess to a voting for Bernie Epton because it was so well, obvious it was a racist vote. You know what I'm saying? Oh, right. I did vote for him. No, but you get you to the Southwest side. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. Probably <laughs> to this day. I voted for Epton. Right. Uh, exactly. So I'm sure there's going to be some people who still say uh, they voted for Donald Trump. My, my favorite part. You know, because there's some, there's some Republicans who still believe that Obama was born in Kenya. Yeah. And we'll say as much. Uh, by the way, so going back to the book, my favorite part is the revelation that uh, Donald Trump employed somebody to take the SAT for him. I got a special delight out of that. I was telling everybody earlier, Monroe, I struggled with those uh, tests. I was like, why didn't I think of that? The guy's name was Joe Shapiro. She names the, the Joe, some guy named Joe Shapiro. Yeah. Uh, where, right. where was Joe Shapiro when I needed him? Well, you know, and the thing is, for those of us who um, are Trump students, he is a compulsive projector. He does projection all the time. And so besides his birther thing that he had going, the other thing he had going was that Obama didn't get into those elite schools that he got yes. into. Mm-hmm. That, um, except for affirmative action or some other mystical, mysterious way. Mm-hmm. But he, he didn't honestly get into it. And Trump wanted him to show his transcript to prove that he had the grade and the SAT scores, et cetera, mm-hmm. to attend those schools. And so now we find out, I mean, which comes as no surprise to me, I don't know about you, but that Trump paid somebody to take his SAT. And that he's, he's in fact, he was stupid then, is he stupid now? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing has changed. Yeah, and uh, you're absolutely correct. I hadn't thought about that, but uh, you're right. Donald Trump... Uh, was uh, doubting that Barack Obama among the schools that he he went to were two Ivy League schools, Columbia uh, for undergrad and Harvard for law school. And he uh, was distinguished student at both schools. One thing it's pretty, whether you like him or not, you have to acknowledge that Barack Obama is a exceedingly brainy person. Like Monroe, just think about this, okay? If you were a struggling college student like me, and you had a yeah. choice for an exam. You could sit over, uh, sit behind one of the two of the one of the two following people to look over their shoulder and cheat from. Would you sit choose to sit behind Barack Obama or Donald Trump? 
I would take Barack Obama in a heartbeat. All right, you know what I'm I would saying? sit behind. I would sit behind the guy who who Donald Trump was saying. Shapiro, <laughs> sit behind. <there>. Exactly. <laughs> Shapiro. Trump got the best brains that money could buy. <laughs> Shapiro. Shapiro. You know, I wonder how many guys Shapiro carried across the finish line. Man, half of them. Oh, he had a rep. <laughs> Exactly, he had a rep for it. So, I mean, it was like, that's the guy, he'll take the cash for it, and you'll do well. You, you know, it's funny, I remember. It's going to cost you, but. Yeah, yeah, Shapiro. <laughs> I remember when uh, uh, the word, I don't know if it was ever proven, but the, this allegation that Derrick Rose, the great basketball player out of Simeon High School, uh, had someone take yeah. his test for him, and so many people in Chicago were like, oh, that's just terrible, blah, 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 you know. And uh, meanwhile, Donald Trump, the, the, apparently he got Joe Shapiro to take the test for him. And you're still going to find yeah. the Herman Cain's yeah. of the world. Oh, we like them. You know what I'm saying? They, right. Oh, uh, well, no. What the Charlie True are. Um, uh, oh, you're talking about Richie yeah. Daly. No, uh, no. Yeah, Richie it, Daly. Who took Richie oh, Daly? No, the word. Okay. I don't. All right. Now that's an ancient uh oh my god. Yeah, I know. Two old guys talking on radio. Uh Richie Daly, former mayor of the city of Chicago. Before that he was state's attorney yeah. Cook County. There was a nasty rumor going around that somebody took the I think he flunked twice for the, on the bar. Did he not flunk twice? Uh yeah, pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so then reporters when they're hanging around bars getting drunk, they like talk about, well, this guy did it and that they you know sure. Charlie Chew. You're, you and I are the only two people in the city of Chicago who remember Charlie Chew. And I like Charlie Chew, st- former state senator from the south side of Chicago. Yeah. Uh, right. It, it, quite the character. Uh, quite the character, yeah. Anyway, so uh, let's – but uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna no, no, going to give Richie Daly credit. Back, I think Richie Daly took the test on his own. Go ahead, Monroe. And, and passed it. <laughs> yeah, I think Richie Daly. I'm gonna. Okay, all right, okay. <laughs> and there's an uh, Easter bunny that uh, delivers. All right. <laughs> no, okay. So, uh, and I'm gonna officially label you a daily lover. That'll come as a big surprise to Daly. Right. Oh, but he'll be glad to hear. <laughs> a lot, a he little finally, late. He, fi- he finally got straightened out after all these years. Uh, <laughs> I knew he'd come around. Uh, so anyway, that was my favorite part. Uh, Joe Shapiro allegedly uh, took the test. Whoever Joe Shapiro is uh, allegedly took right. the test. Well, one of one of one of my favorite ones mm-hmm. was uh, when she was saying at Mark. Mar-a-Lago, yeah, and and um, and she, she she took she went to the pool and took a swim before lunch, mm-hmm. and she put her she went very informally to lunch. She just had shorts on, you know, in her bathing suit. Mm-hmm. And Trump looked at her and said, "Mary, you're sacked." <laughs> this is to his knee. Yeah. No, he's a deviant human being, uh, and well, you know the way he talks about his daughter. Uh, there's no doubt exactly. he's a whacked out, weirded guy. In America, one more time, that's your president. Uh, by the way, uh, I just the news broke since the last time uh, you were on the air that Kanye West 
uh, is thinking about uh, running uh, for president. Do you feel any temptation or urge to support Kanye West in any way? My theory on that is, once again, Jake Daniels was whispering in <laughs> Kanye's ear. <laughs> and he slept it all. Bro. It's okay. <laughs> We're safe. No president, no president West in the near future. <laughs> no. Uh, Vegas has him as a 180 to one odds. Uh, so if you put a dollar down, you win 180 if he's our next president. I think right. he'd be a better president than Donald Trump. Uh, I think it'd be a coin flip. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, Monroe. Let's... Because he's narcissistic, too, you know. Yeah. He's got some of the same yeah. issues as Donald Trump, which right. is probably why they're attracted right. to each other. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, because the, the thing, I mean, the thing about Mary's book that was absolutely fascinating is is, is Trump's daddy issue. Hmm. They, I mean, they were they were, they were major, major, yeah. and and her being a clinical psychologist, she could talk about it clinically. Hmm. You know, and uh, those 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 amateurs among us could just say hmm. he's really messed up. <laughs> yeah, but she could illness or whatever the problem was yeah no it it uh uh it sounds like one dysfunctional to put it mildly family that trump came from and a very abusive very abusive father fred trump uh and, right and we as and, a country and, you know, and, and he was a he was um a nazi sympathizer not just an out and out yeah and uh, and that's we are paying the price as a country right now uh, right. for uh, what went down in the Fred Trump household back in the 40s and 50s. Uh, that's uh, Right. All right, let's move uh, from Ma- Mary Trump's book to Herman Cain. I have a mini, mini obsession on Herman Cain. Uh, and, of course, Herman Cain ran... 999. Yeah, 999. <laughs> the, the Republican Party flirted with Herman Cain. Herman Cain, very similar to Donald Trump uh, in ideology, uh, a celebrity... No political experience whatsoever. Briefly in 2012, uh, was number one, I think, for like a moment among uh, Republicans yeah, for yeah, a brief for, moment. Yeah, 15, 15 days or less. Yeah, F- I can't remember. It was very brief. And then it came out. There. It came out that he had some kind of. Uh, uh, I think there was uh, uh, accusations against him uh, on some fronts from various women, uh, and then he yeah. went down. It, it did and not. Plus, it did not hurt and, Donald and, Trump. And, Let me just put it that way. The accusations. Right, and then first they took, they took their rose tinted glasses off and said, oh, my God, he's black. <laughs> he's a black man. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, well, my God, I didn't realize that. Anyway, so right. Herman Cain uh, has been a loyal Trump supporter for the last four years. He's uh, one of the leaders of a group called Black Voices for Trump of one of the more bizarre groups in America right now. And as such, uh, he was in Tulsa a couple of weeks ago for Trump's rally, the, the rally which was an utter disaster for Donald Trump. Uh, and uh, you, mean, you mean the one I, I called the Petri Bowl? Yes, the Petri Bowl. Uh, yeah, right. Which they apparently wanted to recreate uh, in Jacksonville, uh, at the convention next month. We'll probably be talking about that. Right. Anyway, uh, Herman Cain. And they're going to have one somewhere on, on Saturday. Um, and God, 
but I think it's outdoors, the one on Saturday. Anyway, yeah. uh, so yeah. so they're not going to quite recreate the Petri Bowl. But yeah, right. So Herman Cain has come down. Uh, he's got COVID-19. He's been hospitalized, so it's serious. Uh, and yet right. his, peop- uh, his uh, spokesperson is putting out statements that uh, we don't know if he got it in Tulsa. We're not blaming Tulsa. They still support Donald John Trump. I'm just wondering, is Herman Cain... What do I make? What do I make of Herman Cain, Monroe? Uh, what What do you make of him? Is that Trump slipped him some money, <laughs> either under the table or gave him a contract above board? But it's the the money involved somewhere, and a pretty pretty decent amount. That that would be my guess. I don't know for obviously. Well, the level of deception. The self-deception that must be going on, unless Herman Cain is just laughing, uh, is 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 remarkable. And I hope no, he's not self. You know, he's a, he's, it's money. I'm telling you, it's money somewhere in there. He's getting paid to be loyal. Well, that would be a more of a more or less rational explanation for his behavior, because nothing else, because <laughs> nothing else makes sense other other than utter insanity. Uh, all right, I'm going to close with the Lincoln Project. Uh, I just wrote a column okay. about this for the reader. This is a group of renegade Republicans who decided that they just cannot. Yeah, it's a good, a good column. You did a good job. I'm proud of it. Thank you, Monroe. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> I get a star from Monroe Anderson. That's correct. A, a, a legend in Chicago journalism. Yeah. Uh, so I uh, have really gone uh, to appreciate uh, their commercials because they're going after Trump the way Republicans go after Democrats. They play the game to win. And one of my big complaints, as you know, Monroe, is that Democrats just always pull their punches, are such wimps, uh, and that's why invariably they lose even when they win. But the Lincoln Project, they are not playing. Your thoughts on the Lincoln Project? Oh, I, 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 I love them. I love them because they 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 know they know the game how the Republicans play it. They know how to needle Trump. They know how to talk to Republicans, and they're just doing a number on him. And um, they're doing a much better job on Trump than the Democrats yeah. are. But then they're doing such a good job on Trump that why should the Democrats bother? So let the Laker Project people do. Uh, well, I I could make an argument that the Democrats should also be uh, working their game too, just to to get uh, their people fired up. I think uh, what you just said just is uh, you speaking like a Democrat. Like the Democrat, well, let's just let the Lincoln Project do all the work. They fall asleep at the wheel again. I, I would hope that. No, no, okay, no, no, okay. Yeah, we, you and I have sort of gone back and forth on this, so let's do it a little bit more. Okay. My observation mm-hmm. is that Trump is self-destructive. He's imploding. And so Biden doesn't need to do anything. The Democrats don't need to do anything. Let him do it to himself, and if some Republicans, former or former Republicans, I guess they're still Republicans, the Lincoln Project. Oh yeah, they're Republicans. Republicans. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Because some some people have left the party. Some Republicans, like George Will, 
and Nicole Wallace, the no longer Republican. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, it left her hope. So, if if they if if um, they want to, if Trump wants to do himself in, and if the Republicans want to help want to help do Trump in, let them do it. I mean, there may come a time. You know, with Biden having double-digit polling leads from coast to coast, and in 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 in, in most of the major um, um, contested mm-hmm. states, then he, you know he, he can let sleeping dogs lie. <laughs> Leave it alone. Just just sit there and watch it come out every now and then to remind people that he's, he's a candidate and that he has some ideas. But, but after that, just, you know, it lessens the possibility that Biden will, 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 will put his foot in. Well, that's the, the, that last point's your best one. We'll leave it there. Joe Biden is his own worst enemy. <laughs> this last commercial, which broke yesterday, I want to say, whispers, uh, is nothing more than an attempt uh, by the Lincoln Project to troll Donald Trump and drive him crazy. Uh, it does not in any way, I think, it's, it, there doesn't seem to be any hook that would bring a voter uh, to vote against Trump, bring a voter to vote for Joe Biden. The whole oh, com- no, it, 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 well, it does, because what it does is it creates an environment. And, and you know, this is what the, the Republicans are good at, what it creates an environment. It, it 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 establishes a narrative that that person, whoever they're they're targeting, has to fight again at some point. And so that narrative is for Trump is that even his own people talk about how incompetent yeah. he is. Well, that's, that's how incompetent he is. That's that's the theme of the commercial. I still go with they're just trying to drive. Uh, no, they're Donald doing Trump. both. I they're, mean, they're, they're, no, no, they're doing that too. Yeah, yeah. No, they're 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 trolling him too. But but also for the re, the Republicans who um, aren't sure that they want to go with Trump again. I'm not talking about the, the people on the fringe who weren't sure. You know, but talking about real Republicans. Mm-hmm. For them to see that 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 ad, that, that political ad. We're saying basically that well, even the real Republicans know, mm-hmm. but they just they won't come out and say it. But they know this guy is horrible. Well, well, I've uh, to your point, I've read articles with people in the Lincoln Project, and they've said their purpose is to slice a sliver, as much as five percent. Uh, a sliver of the Republican vote away from Donald Trump to get those uh, right. that sliver. If you f- flip that s- sliver of Republicans from Trump to Biden in swing states like Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, et cetera, Joe Biden will win. So uh, yeah, I hope you're oh, correct. Yeah, but no, Biden is, yeah, Biden's got, Biden is going to win if, if the black vote turns out for him, which I think it will. Uh, uh, and, Putin and she and um, the um, and the Colonel aren't successful in stealing the election. Yeah. Some kind of way. That, that's what we have to. That's worry what about. we have to worry about. All right, Monroe, we run out of time. Stay safe, stay okay. sound. We'll talk to you next week. All right.
All right. Okay. All right. All right. Take care. Very good. That's a great Monroe Anderson. Before we head out the door, do you got any updates? Bye, Monroe. Uh, yeah, I got one hell of an update. Uh, but first off, um, you guys were talking about a certain someone, uh, Joe Biden. I think he wants to weigh in. Play the radio. Make sure the television, the, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone. Make sure the kids hear words. That's exactly why Monroe says, just stay at home. <laughs> stay in your basement, dude. Get those hot pockets going. Uh, okay, so he said that. Now, Ben, uh, have you heard of the event that's happening tonight on Facebook Live? It's a Bring in Delight, a celebration of Lori Lightfoot at 7.30 p.m. tonight on Facebook Live. It's presented by Hoodwazee. Thank you, Jay Marie, for telling me how to pronounce that. Have you heard of this? No. I'm All right. Sorry. Well, now Get you're going to hear it. It but, wasn't invited, by the way. Well, I, we should have been invited because this is sarcasm at its highest, right? I'm going to read the lineup of uh, this. Wait, Facebook. Is this a, is, wait, is this a joke? Is this like I mean, April Fool's? It's not a joke. Did Jay, Jay Marie prank us and create this Facebook page? Look, I'm showing you right now. This is the event that's happening right, tonight. Okay. It's called Bring in the Light okay. tonight right. at 7.30 p.m. on Facebook Live. Find Hoodwazee. That's H-O-O-D-O-I-S-I-E. Find them right now. And uh, if you like the Ben Jarofsky show, there's a good chance you're really going to like this event. And that okay. is not sarcasm. I'm going to read this lineup. Once okay. again, this is a celebration uh-huh. of our mayor, Lori Lightfoot. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. Get a load of this lineup. I've heard a lot of complaints. Well, and you're going to hear more tonight. <laughs> Stacy Davis Gates. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was I not invited to this as DG. Amara Inya. Oh, wow. Amara Inya, former mayoral candidate. Our Chicago Reader colleague and dear friend, Maya Duke Masaba. Oh, man. Everybody's invited to this thing. How come I didn't know about it? I, that's what I'm wondering myself. Did you piss these know. people off or what? <laughs> Pretty much. How about our good friend BSL, Byron Sicho Lopez? Ah, uh, the alderman of the 20, uh, what, well, blanked momentarily, sorry, momentarily blanked 25th Ward. That's correct. You're a dork. Okay. <laughs> so, Stacey Davis Gates. S-D-G. Byron Sicho Lopez, mm-hmm. Maya Duke Masava are uh, going to be uh, panel on the panel for a Bring in the Light celebration of Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Boy, let's put that celebration in quotes, huh? Uh, it's going to be hosted by Jackie Serrato. Uh, one, let me see here. I got to look at the, how to pronounce Charles Preston. And a, get, a former guy, we got to get this uh, guy back, Ricardo Gamboa. Oh, yeah, Ricardo Gamboa. Yeah, we had him. Remember he came to the studio? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we got to get him back, especially to talk about this event, all right? Uh, bring in the light, a celebration quotations of Lori Lightfoot tonight on yeah. Facebook Live. A shout out to the Hoodwazee for uh, putting this awesome event together. Uh, a little upset you didn't uh, let us know about it and invite us, but that's all right. Well, you, know? you know, it's been a rough day for our show. First of all, we didn't get a copy of Mary Trump's book. Remember? Yeah. We didn't get that. Then we didn't get invited to uh, the Facebook Live thing. Maybe we did. I just don't look at Facebook anymore. There's oh, always that possibility. Yeah. You that know? probably <laughs> it happened. may have happened. 
That Man, probably happened. Embarrassing moment. <laughs> uh oh. He's no Zuckerberg, this Jarofsky. Wish you hadn't brought this up. No, I'm glad I brought this up. I haven't looked at Facebook in a while. It's tonight at 7:30. People go check this out. Facebook Live. A in quotes celebration of Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Facebook Live. Shout out to the Hoodwazi once again. Stacy Davis Gates, Maya Duke Masaba, Amara Inya, uh, Byron Sigcho Lopez. Ricardo Gamboa, we're definitely, I'm going to be feverishly cutting up audio oh, from yeah. this event. We'll probably have a lot of uh, bits to play yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, and I'm going to try my best to get as much audio as I can from this event. Go check it out tonight at 7.30. And hey, you know... Uh, we're doing our thing, uh, the Bendrovsky Show, over 500,000 downloads, and we encourage all of you to go check out our part two of today's show. Yeah, that was just part one, guys. Me and Ben just talking about alligators and Monroe Anderson. Part two is going to be former WVON host one Maze Jackson. He was recently in the news. Uh, I guess WVON said, hey, uh, you know, uh, take it easy on Lightfoot, bro. <laughs> That's what our general manager Wait. from CPT said about Did Tony Preckwinkle. Pinhead get a job over at VON? No, no, no. But they basically uh, told Mace Jackson and his uh, co-host Todd Stroger, hey, take it easy on Mayor Lightfoot. Uh, and they said, eh, screw you, we're out of here. So uh, we're going to be talking to Mace Jackson about what went down in all of that. Hey, maybe find Mays and Stroger at Bring in the Light, a yeah. celebration of Mayor Lightfoot. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, find us on social media, everybody, at Benny J Show, B-E-N-N-Y, the letter J Show. Boy, we are just hopping on uh, social media right now, all thanks to our returning editor, Leah. Leah, you are awesome. We've posted a question. Uh, alligator Bob or Alligator Rob? <laughs> Which one are you feeling more? So go uh, answer that question. My answer, this fella. I've seen a whole lot of catfish, <laughs> some turtles. Uh, no gators yet, though. Hope you're okay, random uh, Logan Square hipster. But uh, at Benny J Show, B-E-N-N-Y, the letter J Show. You can uh, send us an email, Show at gmail.com. And, yes, we have a phone number, people. Call the Ben Jarofsky Show. Uh, we have a voicemail. I'm going to... Hello, everyone. This is Dennis. Is someone doing an impression of me? All right, I'm going to listen to that tonight, and maybe we'll play it tomorrow. But uh, you can reach us at 708-658-4788. That number again, 708-658-4788. People, tonight, part two, both uh, both Chicago Sun-Times and Chicago Reader websites and wherever else you download your favorite podcast by 7 o'clock, Mace Jackson is going to be on the Ben Jarofsky show. That's correct. Very good show today. I want to thank Monroe Anderson. Also want to thank the man, the myth, the legend, the pride of joy of Alton, Illinois, without whom this show would be possible. And as Monroe Anderson knows, as Mays Jackson knows, as Stacey Davis Gates knows, and as Ricardo Gamboa know, back home in Alton, they call him Dr. Gee. <laughs> Dr. Gee? Really? Give yourself a raise, take it out of petty cash. See you tomorrow, everybody. I've seen a whole lot of catfish, some turtles. Uh, no gators yet, though.
correct. That's correct. I'm not a doctor. Play the radio. Make sure the television, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone. Make sure the kids hear words. Pill, man. 